This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome to Hometowns. Hometown dates. So things are starting to get real. This is getting serious. It's getting hard, guys. This is probably the hardest decision that Ari's ever had to make in his life. Um, we are. We begin in L.A. And I just want to point out. Yeah, go ahead, make it. I can tell that you've been crafting this joke since. It's going to be worth it. So okay. Harrison promised us a journey around the world. So we went to Tuscany. So the only way this was a journey around the world is if they flew from Tuscany around the world the other way back to Los Angeles again. I think that's the irony of it, is that it's a journey around the world, but then you just end up where you started. Right back where you started again. There's a real deep lesson in here for all of us. Is that irony? Well, it's irony because what it really is is dramatic irony about how they're all going to do this and they're all going to end up on Paradise again. Ah, And then on Winter Games. The more things change, (laughs) the more they stay the same. You can go on a journey, but you're going to end up back where you started, loveless and alone. Okay, should we jump in? We should jump in, yes. We should jump in like Lauren B. jumps into Ari's arms later in the episode. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, they all do that. Sure, I've found it most (laughs) notable with Lauren. It seems to be a signature move. Um, What I did notice in the greeting between Ari and Kendall, and I had to rewind to ensure that this is what happened, is that Ari kisses her and then says, yum. He did rewind. Yeah. And he wrote it down. Yep. Yum. Here we are. Yeah. So Kendall has the first hometown. Um, We're in Los Angeles, as you noted. Noted. Full circle. Uh, Ari says that Kendall is quirky, that she's not your average bear. (laughs) (laughs) Did he say bear? Okay. I was hoping that he said bear. Yeah, well, that would make sense too because she taxidermies bears. She might literally not be your average bear. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. I am shocked that Kendall got a hometown date. I mean, spoiler alert, she makes it through another she round. She makes it, yeah. Color me surprised. Me too. Well, and um, I mean, this means we thought that Rachel's p- penguin jams were something in the fantasy suite. Just wait until Kendall brings some of her taxidermy shit in there. I mean, that's when it's going to get real. Do you think it's going to be like a group sex thing, but with taxidermied animals? I what are certainly you do. No, or... yeah, I'm picturing that. I'm picturing some of the animals are coming in for the some of the action. Oh, they're coming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, that's uh... what Kendall said. Um, yeah, I mean, I presume that certainly Ping is going to be there. If nobody uh, I'm else. I'm A, disappointed that we didn't get to meet Ping right. in the hometown date. I don't give a shit what? about Kendall's t- identical the twin fuck? sister. No, I want to meet Ping. Relate Kendall and Kylie. You're regretting <laughs> that choice, aren't you? Yeah, that didn't work out so well, did it? Boy, yeah. Um, that's just unfortunate. I feel like, yeah. how could you ever... Sure, how I could mean, you know? Well, that's why whenever someone's like trying to figure out what a good name for their kid is, there's always a certain futility. In that, because like someone's going to come along 10 years later and be terrible with your kid's name. And it's like, well, nothing we could have done. Yeah. Yeah. What can you do? Not, not much. Um, I also think that the taxidermy thing is not that cute. Like I'm a little bit befuddled by the taxidermy. Yeah. Well, I guess that is a question. I know people do this as a hobby. Clearly Kindle does. I'm not familiar with it. And that is a question. Like, what does she get out of it? Like, is it cute and fun? Is it like she's interested in anatomy? I mean, yeah, yeah. I think it's a legitimate like passion of hers. I I guess when the show started, I thought that it was going to be any of those initial like 
Alexis wearing a dolphin suit right. and that guy coming in in a mask. And this girl has a taxidermied animal. And but it's not it's not a yeah. gimmick. Oh no, this it's is Kendall's the real life. deal. Yeah. <laughs> this is no joke. Yeah, she's not messing around. Um she says that she is excited to show him a lot of the things that make me me, and that is taxidermy. Taxidermy, That's pretty dead much. Animals. Yeah. No, um, and so they go into a big warehouse. How would you describe this? A barn? Not a warehouse, yeah. Yeah. Just like a. I mean, it's got multiple rooms, though. Sure. Yeah, big. It's a big space full of taxidermy animals. Because that's the other thing. Like, I had pictured when she said she's into taxidermy, like. Ten things. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, this was like a hundred, it appeared to be. Well, this isn't Kendall's space. I thought this was Kendall's, like... It was unclear to me. Workshop. I thought that it... (laughs) (laughs) Where she's, like, uh, crafting these animals. Is that not right? it was like... If you're into taxidermy, oh, I see. Big stands, taxidermy right. emporium. Pick out what you yeah, want. what do you want today, Kendall? <laughs> we got a two for one on rats. <laughs> Step right up. Basically, that's what I thought. Okay, I could be wrong. I'm. I am far more disturbed if it's Kendall's personal work. Well, that was just my read. I mean, I didn't know. Um, not even dis- disturbed isn't the right word. That's got to be expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she must be doing well as this event coordinator, whatever it is that she's doing f- for herself. <laughs> All the money is going to her taxidermy oh, habit, though. <laughs> yeah, creative director of taxidermy scenes. Might be a serial killer. Hi. Well, and Ari actually says while they're doing it, this is some Silence of the Lamb stuff. Which I feel like I did a double take, like a like Ari made a joke. I mean, not a great joke, but like a joke. I feel, a good joke. I feel like I reacted like they react when like Captain Holt makes a joke on Brooklyn Nine Nine or something. You're just like, <laughs> what is going on? You know, well, Ari can be Ari can be funny. I just feel like he's so like. I haven't heard him. He's so good looking. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to say. Oh, so pretty. Well, it's, he's so good looking that he doesn't have to be funny. Right, exactly. I mean, that's why I'm trying to overcompensate with this podcast. That's 100%. Yeah. I mean, I'm a four over here trying to elevate myself to maybe a six Alabama with some wisecracks. You're an Alabama four. Yeah, Los and there's Angeles nothing wrong with that. Negative <laughs> 10. Yeah. <laughs> it would take eight of me just to register on any kind of scale. Um, all right. They do each have a mouse. She gives him the bigger one. Mm-hmm. That was um, nice. She says that the way that she got into taxidermy was because she would always, quote, collect random things when she hiked are we to believe that kendall is going on hikes and just collecting dead animals right i mean that's what it sounds like taxidermying acorns right exactly you're not gonna like i collected some pine cones why not taxidermy a bobcat (laughs) uh she says that she figured out taxidermy was a good way to keep something forever that is why i always say that i'm gonna taxidermy our cattle dog yeah no Just i think curl up uh, with her at night she'd be real cuddly yeah, yeah give her mm. a little snoot a little kiss a little pat kiss. on the head yeah oh who wants a belly rub <laughs> who wants a belly rub oh she's it's, listening to you it seems weird but i think you're gonna like it when i have it done i'm gonna love it ari loved you're it see that it's classy it's done well if if we can get her in a great pose you know do you want her curled up or do you want her like standing in kind of no. A legal like pose, attention. yeah, 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 because that's sort of her most yeah. notable feature. Um, Ari says that taxidermy isn't the sexiest thing. I agree. Yeah, true, correct. I mean, by all accounts, they seem to be having fun. Yeah. Ari's being a really good sport about mm-hmm. it. He um, is. See, they make the rats kiss each other. They do a little Paris backdrop he, he for the rats to hang they, out in. If they get engaged, that she can have a room where she does taxidermy, yep. and he'll have a garage where he'll work on cars. Sounds like the perfect marriage, yeah. really. Yeah, you gotta pursue your passion. Everybody needs a little you space. Don't necessarily have to support, or you don't have to share the passion. Right, but you need to support it. Right. That's yeah, I feel I like that was one of the more mature things that was said throughout this season mm-hmm. right? one of the best relationship insights we've gotten so far about how somebody's marriage could work all right they move on to meeting the family um i spent a lot of time not listening to this just because i was so focused on the fact that their names are kendall and kylie right 
Um, she has a brother. She has her mom and her dad. She says that her family is a tough critic, but that Ari is more compassionate than anyone she's dated so far. But that because he is so compassionate, she's more vulnerable than she has been. Ah, yes. More vulnerable. Well, um, uh, Kendall's mom gives some advice. If you feel your heart close when you're with that person, then you're like, that's not the right person for me. Mm -hmm. Good advice, Kendall's mom. (laughs) I was getting a parampum vibe from Kendall's mom. (laughs) If Kendall's mom and dad ever get divorced, she should go after parampum. She should be in parampum's harem. Kendall and Dean will be hot step siblings. (laughs) (laughs) Forbidden, but it's not. It's a lifetime movie waiting to happen. (laughs) My stepbrother, my lover. Ooh, that sounds good. With some taxidermy thrown in for good measure. An unfortunate rat scene. Ooh. Um, Where they act out their fantasies because it's too taboo. They have to act it out <laughs> with the rats. I felt like, in general, the families seem to have, all of them, seem to be even more suspicious of the process than usual. Well, it's season, what, like 27? Sure, so, yeah. Yeah, I think the... I think the shiny gold veneer of the show has worn a little right. thin. Well, and I mean, the statistics are not on Kendall and Ari or uh, Tia and Ari or Lauren and Ari's, whoever's side, you no. know. And, and I think the families know that and they're willing, some more than others, to just put on a, a decent face and hang out there, but they're not going to. You know, I mean, right? They're not assuming that Ari's going to be a permanent fixture I, in their lives. I don't think so. Yeah, it would be nice if somebody said that. One of the dads, when he asked for permission, is like, "Yeah, I mean, this isn't going to last, and you're never actually going to get married. So what the hell? I'll give you permission. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine." Um, as it stands, the best that most of the fathers can do was a sort of half-hearted, like, "Well, I guess if she thinks this is a good idea, <laughs> I." Uh, I poor guess dads so. And their daughters. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the sense that you got from most of them was just like, is this really how we're going to do this? Right. This is where you've ended up. Well, and one of the people says, I think the sister, uh, Kendall's sister, says that um, she fears that she's lying to herself, basically, and thinks that she's falling for him. That was kind of a theme throughout the episode, too, was that the contestants' families felt like they had just kind of deluded themselves Mm -hmm. into believing that this was, like, a real thing. Yeah, and you see that a lot in the show. That I mean, that's not uncommon for families to bring up, like, you know, I think this is all very exciting for you, and I can understand that you're getting swept up in the moment, but... (laughs) This is not what it's going to be like in real life. Right. You know? right. I mean, the families are usually coming in as the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was the impression I got overall. There was even that interesting scene where um, Kendall's sister kind of psychoanalyzes her a little bit when she's like, um, Ari said that he's falling for me and I rushed to kiss him. And the sister was like, was, was that to rush the moment? Like, so you don't have to actually have an honest conversation mm-hmm. about that. That's insight worthy oh. of what was that therapist from last season? <laughs> the emotional intelligence girl, oh, uh, Taylor. Taylor. That's yeah. a Taylor insight right there. You should be paying a hundred dollars an hour for that. Well, Kendall. Kylie was hard on Kendall. I feel like she, you know, was hard on Ari. Um, I don't know. I liked her. I mean, the sister. Mm -hmm. She also... So I felt like Kylie was giving kind of mixed signals and mixed emotions about the thing because she was pretty tough on Ari. And she was tough on Kendall, too. But then she told her that she thought that if Kendall really felt like he was the one, that she has to let go of her fear and tell Ari that she's falling for him. And what she does tell Ari is... I definitely see myself falling for you, which seems like it's about eight steps away <laughs> from falling for I you. step outside of my body and I watch, I can see myself. Right. Well, it's like, I'm not falling for you. I'm so, because there's degrees. There's like, I love you. I'm falling in love with you. I'm falling for you. I could see myself falling for you. No, she didn't say yeah. I could see myself. She okay, said I, I definitely yeah. see myself. Okay, but still, she's not saying I'm definitely falling for you, which is not saying I'm falling in love with you, which is not saying I love you. All right. All okay, right. I'm just saying there's, and she said it's scary and exciting. Why don't you call Ari and tell him that you love him. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I might call Matt Grant well, and tell him you, that I love him. What are you? criticizing kindle for then i'm just saying that it she 
if if that's the state you're that's perfectly fine two dates in i don't think that you're uh you know that's like well, ready to be married well it's obviously fine with ari isn't it yeah i guess so yeah he's keeping her around which i mean again i like kindle i don't think that those two are right for each other uh, frankly i think kindle could find someone better for her <sighs> um but hey she made it this far so good for her all right, we get move. Are we moving on to Let's Tia? Move on to Let's Tia. go to Arkansas, Wiener. y'all. Oh my God, we're in Arkansas. I can't believe it. We're in Wiener. <laughs> you have a baby in a bar. <laughs> um, we are in Wiener. Yes. I keep trying to figure out a way to make that punnier. Yeah, right. Well, it's the inverse of what we want, no, I want it, it to, to be. be Wiener. Yeah, Wiener isn't us, isn't it? A little bit. There's well, a little bit of Oh, there's a little bit of wiener in all of us in America. Yeah. Um, Tia says that she wants to do something that Ari, that will speak to Ari and something that he'll really connect with. And Ari's like, what, what could it be? <laughs> Taxidermy. Yeah. <laughs> it's racing cars. You right. Shit. Yeah. What else would it be? That's the equivalent of the people in the first episode who were like, why didn't I think of bringing a race car? <sighs> I don't know. Why didn't you? It's literally the most obvious choice. Well, we're going to take you around Wiener and have you show some houses, Ari. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll take you to a pizza hut. <sighs> Not your pizza hut, but they're all the same. Um... So one thing that I want to say is that Tia comments here that she's doing something that's way out of her comfort zone when they're doing the racing. And I just feel like, I don't feel like I know Tia. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if she's, because I feel like she, on the one hand, seems like this kind of ballsy, southern Right, tomboyish, country girl. Yeah. Yeah. But then when she's like, this is way outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't. I don't feel like I have as strong a sense of her, even as like Lauren B, which all I feel like I know about her is that she's quiet and pretty, but I feel like that's her. That's her thing. Yeah, Yeah, that's her biggest deal, being quiet and pretty. And frog (laughs) That's kind of my my deal. Um, When they do the racing, though, Ari is hot-dogging it up. And Tia said that to see him in his element was very attractive. I agree. Yeah, yeah. you liked seeing Ari is a hot when he's like racing a car. Sure. That's hot. Well, um, what did they say a couple episodes ago? There's nothing like men who do things and talk about doing things. You know, yeah. it's nice to it's see hot to see someone like talk about what they know. Or, right. Yeah. It's like when I really get in the zone talking about rhetorical theory. I love it. Women love when that. When I see you doing your PowerPoints. <laughs> whoa. When you're hot dogging. On the comma splices. The yeah. <laughs> yep. Same thing. Same exact thing as watching a guy drive a race car. Um, She says that her brother might be actually more intense than her parents, but that... You get the impression that they're all going to be pretty intense mm-hmm. about the situation. Um, that they um, are probably going to ask about his intentions. Sure. Then we flash to the crew out in Tia's casa. Casa. <laughs> Tia's home, right? And her dad's like, uh, I want to be polishing a shotgun when they walk up. <laughs> Uh, and then, oh, oh, and then I have to point out, so he says, I wanted to be polishing a shotgun when they walk up. And the mom says, oh my goodness, dad. <laughs> so they are. It's um, a Mike Pence Mike style Pence situation. Yeah. They call each other. Yep. Mother, mother and, and yeah. <laughs> what does Pence's wife call him? Do we know? Sir. <laughs> Captain. Um, I feel like maybe dad, maybe papa. Father. Because he calls her mother, right? Mother. Yeah. Um, well, then you need to get our, our a, fan David on we'll that. We have to tweet on tweet Pence. Yeah, is and find Pence out. On Twitter. I he must be. I mean, he's so he knows what Trump is doing. Yeah, I feel like that's how he gets policy updates to find out what their policies are. Let's just start sending him bachelor tweets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at Mike Pence, who you rooting for in the uh, fantasy suites? Um. They also, oh, bless them. They're just so wiener. And this is coming from somebody who is from Shreveport, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So my standards are not super high either. But they have pigs in a blanket set out on the table. Yeah, which 
who doesn't want some pigs in a blanket? <laughs> I feel like that's one of those foods that gets like, you know, oh, pigs in a blanket. Everybody's going to eat them, though. You know, that's the I thing. Know, I know. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's yeah. pigs in a blanket's deal. That's their biggest Everybody deal. <laughs> Being wrapped up in pancake, and that's their biggest pancake. deal. Or what do you, what is that, biscuit? You think a, have you ever had a pig yeah. in a blanket? Have yeah. You? Yeah. Why do you think it's pancake? It's biscuit. That's what it is, right? I got it wrong. It's crescent roll. That's a biscuit, right? No, that's a crescent. <laughs> no, that's a, oh my God. <laughs> Lord. What? Oh, you just, yeah. I feel like you're over here acting like you know all about Oh, I love pigs in a blanket, my favorite thing. Just you're like a hot it. dog in a pancake. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you think that it was a pancake? Maybe I'm Have thinking you ever of... Have made a pig? No, I've never made a pig in a blanket. I've eaten a pig in a blanket. I'm Though it's skeptical, yeah. That. Isn't there um, a thing? It's a sausage. Story. Can I tell that in a side pi- story about that time that you ate guacamole at the? I mean, I don't think it's going to play <laughs> that well, but go for it. Let's we hear it. We went to a picnic one time in graduate school, and Ryan saw a bowl of guacamole <laughs> and set, and was like, "What did you say?" I was like, "Oh, I know who makes like, this." Oh, yeah, I've yeah, had, I've had this before. <laughs> It was like he thinks that there's one person. Right. There's their secret recipe for guacamole. Yeah. They're, yeah, that they they're the guacamole person. Yeah. For the whole world. Mm-hmm. There's got to be one person. That's their thing. They get to make guacamole. <laughs> and they get to wrap up the pigs in the sausage well, or in the uh, pancakes. Establish that you don't know what a pig in a blanket is. Um, the dad... I need to go to Tia's house. All right. Are we moving on? Yes. I can talk about it more. If you no, want. we're good. You yeah. sure? Let's move on. Um, the dad gives a toast to Ari and Tia. My favorite moment of the show, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, Do you think that he knew and he just was fucking with him? <laughs> I think he just kind of misspoke and said, like, Ari. Yeah. You know, like, I think he just kind of mispronounced it. But then Tia makes it worse because she says, Ari, Ari. And then he says, well, I just met him, sweetheart. <laughs> I loved it. That was pretty great. I also liked, so there's a while where Tia is like bringing him up to speed on what's happened. She's like, then we were on a three-on-one and another girl got a rose before me because they had a different connection. Like it just made the show sound so stupid. Yeah. Well, I also think that that, like I liked it that he was like, I just met him. Fuck off. Like you bring this guy home. I've never met him before in my life. You probably they, she probably didn't even introduce him, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know what his name yeah, is. Yeah, Ari, I this guess. Yeah, stupid. right. I'm never going to see you again. <laughs> Why do we have to pretend? I don't want to bring you out to my cook shack. <laughs> <laughs> it's reserved for special men. <laughs> um, they do, in fact, go to the backyard cook shack. They go to the cook shack. Yeah. There's some concern that Ari's a bit of a playboy. The brother and the dad both bring that up. Um, the dad says that Ari has a reputation as a playboy on the internet. Yeah. The only thing I know about you is what I've read on the internet. Yeah. Uh, the brother says that Ari has a reputation both as a playboy and a bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) He's the bad boy of racing. To which I wrote, really? Like the playboy thing I get. Sure. I do think he has that reputation. Uh, lest we forget what Courtney Robertson said about yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but bad boy, not so much. Yeah. He's a real estate agent in Arizona. In Scottsdale. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, uh, there was an interesting conversation with the dad, I believe, where the dad was like, I'd have a pretty good time if I had 25 girls to choose from. And Ari was like, you might think that, but it's pretty mm-hmm. stressful. I actually, I mean, that is interesting because like, of course, you're like, ah, 25 women vying for my attention and affection. But I do think that it's probably less fun than it sounds in the hypothetical. Oh, yeah, definitely. Am I wrong in thinking that the mom was just Raven in a wig? <laughs> That's exactly what was happening. That's so Raven. In one of her own boutique clothes, outfits, you know. And glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the mom looked like a Saturday Night Live character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this whole thing was kind of like a Saturday Night Live sketch, I feel bit. like. Um, the mom is supportive. Uh, she says that if things hadn't gone so wrong in her previous relationships, then this wouldn't be going so right. I feel like the mom was a little bit like shaming Tia. Yeah. 
I get the impression that maybe Tia was quite a handful when those relationships went down in flames. Uh, I don't know. I felt like the mom was kind of like, well, you learned your lesson, didn't you? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You really fucked up a bunch. I I was getting a little bit, just since we, it's a consistent theme in this season to bring up Oscar pictures that probably no one has seen. I was getting a little bit of a like Lady Bird mom vibe from Tia's mom. Oh, yeah. Of like... I'm going to try to be supportive, but I also want to get in a couple of Sure, digs I'll get some you. digs and I'll undercut you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, Tia says she's falling in love with him. And she, I got a quote, not to him, but um, I am in love with this man, mm-hmm. she said. So she's gone all the way on our spectrum to the in love. Um, not that that pays off. No, it does not. Uh, I will say... You called it last week. We need to give you credit. You said that they were really playing up the drama in the previews, which means that there's not going to be any drama. And indeed, in the previews, they made it sound like that when the dad said, if you hurt her, I'll find you, mm-hmm. was like a direct threat. I can with... find you on Google. <laughs> <laughs> like that he was going to, you know, gut him like a pig. Yeah. Um, but here he's like laughing. I mean, he... Like, if you hurt her, I can find you on Google. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Google image you. How are you going to like that? A pig in a blanket. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Son, you want to go out to the cook shack? <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to make fun of that accent right. because I'm from Louisiana. Those are your you people. Really shouldn't be. <laughs> what, I can't get away with that I, by marrying into it? I feel like if you don't know what a pig in a blanket is, I don't know you at all. <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah, I've been posing all these years. The stranger beside me. (laughs) He's a monster. (laughs) Okay, uh, let's go to Minnesota. Minnesota? Another accent that I feel totally comfortable. Well, you have the authenticity to do it. Yeah, you've got the credibility (laughs) for that one. We need to get uh, some of our northern listeners on here to... We know you're out there, eh? Minnesota is basically Canada, right? More like, or less, kind of a yeah. Accent. Yeah, it's like Canada snuck down and you know like infiltrated a little it's bit. Like if Canada and Wisconsin had a, had a baby <laughs> in Australia, really. <laughs> Good day, my didgeridoo's frozen. <laughs> eh? Uh, all right, they're in Minnesota. They're at the apple orchard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are terrible apple pickers. Yes, Ari is like throwing apples yeah. at Becca's head. Like, what the fuck? That's not how apple picking Becca's works. Becca's holding up a wire basket, and he's just like firing them down into right the into the basket. That's not gonna. Your apples are gonna be all bruised. They're gonna be bruised. Yeah, buddy. that's not gonna You're work. Not it through You're not gonna hell. eat those apples. Is that what they taught you at the Pizza Hut? How to handle what they food? They taught you in the beautiful room. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll also say. You know, Becca says, I hope you like apples. I mean, how obvious is a, some sort of how do you like them apples you like variation? Them? Maybe they made that joke off camera. Nope. No, impossible. They would have put that in because it would have been so side-splittingly hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, Ari says that Becca would make a great wife and a great mom. Mm-hmm. She does seem very Midwestern yeah. compared to, um, I don't know, some of the other girls that are left. Um... We are ready to meet Uncle Gary. Uncle Gary. Uncle Gary is a pastor, but mm-hmm. don't be fooled. He is also a tough talker. Oh, he is a tough talker. The internet, Twitter seemed to be going crazy for Uncle Gary. Well, when we span to the house before they get there, Uncle Gary's just holding court. He's he preaching. Is, yeah. He's not impressed with the situation. No, no. He says, here's what I think. I think it's way too fast. <laughs> Uh, he is holding a cane. I said that he was possibly going to galooly art. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was having trouble figuring out who he reminded me of. I ultimately settled on Craig T. Nelson. Oh, yeah, sure. A I can see of some Craig of that. Like in the Becca story, you could get Craig T. Nelson to play Uncle Gary. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, he um, later he does the meet the parents thing. The like, I've got my eye on you, and then calls Ari away to uh, speak to him. He does meet the parent things, because he does that. He does the, got the you can't see it because it's a podcast. Mm. Sorry, yeah, we're guys. putting our fingers <laughs> by our eyes and then pointing them at the other person. So he does that, and then um, he brings up Becca's dad with Ari, 
And this very specifically reminded me of that moment in Meet the Parents when, um, what's his face? I've met the guy. De Niro. Thank you, yeah. Robert De Niro. We did see De Niro. Practically out, best friends. Outside of Whole Foods in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. with It was a twofer. Bradley Cooper was yeah, there, too. I was going insane. Yeah. I still have those photos saved on my phone. Mm-hmm. Always. You would erase the pictures of me and our children before <laughs> you would erase them. Anyway, um, yes, Robert De Niro, as the character in Meet the Parents, gives that long, drawn-out poem about, I believe, how his mom died. Yeah, because the ashes are on the... Your name was Angela, the angel from heaven. But you were also an angel of God. And he needed you, too. Selfishly, I tried to keep you here while the cancer ate away your organs like an unstoppable rebel force. But I couldn't save you, and I shall see your face nevermore, 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 until we meet in heaven. Uncle Gary kind of pulls that because he's like, when her dad died of a horrible yeah. brain tumor. Like, he just gets a little too specific. Yeah, it's a little dramatic. Yeah, we've seen a lot of ugliness it's with cancer. It's not too dramatic because it's a terrible thing, obviously. But it feels like he's... I don't want to say he's milking it. That's what I was trying to get at, too. Like, he's... It, it doesn't seem necessary for this particular situation. I, yeah. I'm sure Ari is sympathetic to the fact that uh, Becca's father has passed away. They had already talked about it at some length, it seemed like. Uncle Gary is also real concerned with the state of Ari's spirituality. Yes. Uh, Ari has established that he is not really religious. I'm going to go ahead and guess that Pastor Gary isn't down with that. Well, he um, hedges a little more here. Um, because so he says being a pastor if becca wants to go to church what do you say first of all dangling modifier uncle gary um but ari says spiritually i'm not as as far along as she is but i'm open to it he was like i'd go to because uncle gary is like if becca wants you to go to church with her what would you do and he's like i'd go to church right yeah i guess that's really not that tough of a question no (laughs) <laughs> I would paint a pentagram on the floor. I would sacrifice <laughs> <laughs> a goat. Um, um, she says she's fallen in love with him. They mm-hmm. make out. Becca's mom initially says that she might not be ready to give her blessing, but then they talk. And I feel like that's what all of the parents mm-hmm. do, did in this episode is they initially tried to be hard asses. And then they were like, well... I guess if you think this is the right thing, sure. okay. Sure. It almost harkens to the question of why ask the parents at all. I mean, we've been over this before where, like, at this point, you're just giving permission to a random stranger. <laughs> I mean, there any any person can walk in and talk to you for five minutes and like, yep, you're good enough to marry my daughter. I mean, it just, I know it's a tradition, I'm not against the tradition, but Sounds I do. Like I'm just saying here it seems pointless. Yeah. You know, it's a nice gesture, but it's just like I could give permission to you or a hundred thousand other people. It's not pointless because it creates tension in the show. There you go. Uh, I want to point out that Becca says when Ari leaves, "See you soon, Stud Muffin." <laughs> I had missed that. Uh-huh. Oh, is that her little name for him? Stud muffin. Stud muffin. That wasn't a Minnesota accent. How would you say that in a Minnesota accent? Uh, see you soon, stud muffin. <laughs> no, that was like Dutch. Who is that? Yeah. Okay, let's hear yours again. Okay, hang on. I gotta get Minnesota, okay. Minnesota. See you soon, stud muffin. No, that there you go. Good. You got it. Okay, nailed it. Yeah. yeah. See you on the UP. <laughs> <laughs> He's a youper. Though that's Michigan. But anyway. Oh, right. Oops. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> nailed it. Never mind. <laughs> All right, Virginia Beach is where we are for Lauren, who I swear was from Dallas, but I guess she lives in Dallas. Mm, and Virginia Beach is her where she hails from. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Lauren B. comes from a conservative military family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked her family. I liked the dad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought he was a straight shooter. Sure. Not surprisingly, since he's military. <laughs> Literally a straight shooter. Um, 
So we'll get there, but first they ride yeah, horses on the beach. And Ari says that he's going to let Lauren take the reins today. And they're riding horses. And they're riding horses. Is what? that like a pun of some kind? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it a play on words? Um, they're just so boring. I mean, they go up to the top of a lighthouse and they make out. They R and B has set up a bunch of seafood, which right. I feel like that's kind of Ari and Becca's thing <laughs> is to have a bunch of lobster set up. What are you trying to pull? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then uh, they take a crab leg and break it and say, "Break a leg tonight." Oh, I didn't know. Oh yeah. That. Oh, I noticed that. Yeah. I just like she at one point was like, "I'm so happy." Yeah. Like I just think she's very emotionless. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't dislike her, and I actually feel like they're well-matched. I thought it was really interesting. So then when we go to the family, um, they each separately tell family members that they've never been with someone who reminded them so much of themselves. Oh, yeah. Lauren says that Mm -hmm. to her mom about Ari, and Ari says that, I think, maybe to the dad. Um and I guess what they mean by that is that they're both beautiful, boring people. Yeah, sure. So fair enough. Yeah, it's like looking in a mirror. <laughs> it's like I I'm like dating you myself. You're just as pretty as I am. As pretty and dull as me. Let's kiss people in a lighthouse. People always think that Ryan and I are brother and sister. We both. Spoiler teach- alert: We are. <laughs> both teach english i mean i get it sure we we look somewhat alike yeah i mean you're better looking than me yeah Yeah. one of us is much better looking sure yeah the one who always gets stopped on the street for looking like a famously handsome celebrity Mm -hmm. that's you that's me you're ugly john snow (laughs) oh but someone there's got to be ugly john snow like the poor man's john snow yeah not ugly john snow yeah like you're, if you can't afford Jon Snow, Snow in real life. Or like if you were making a Game of Thrones knockoff. Yeah. You would get me. Yeah. Yeah, to to play the role. Yes. That's a compliment. Yeah, I'll take it. That's probably the best I'm going to get, so I'll take it. Um Ryan Zaburalula Nino. <laughs> That means what does that you're mean? beautiful and Dutch. Oh, and, oh okay. I thought you were it was some sort of Game of Thrones <laughs> Dothraki. I'm not shut I guess that's more Klingon, but uh, so anyway, uh, I mean, that was my attempt to bring it back to the episode. By okay, telling, sure. By telling you you're beautiful and thank Dutch. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you say you're beautiful, and Dutch, <laughs> which is what Ari says to Lauren, and her family responds by sitting there silently. <laughs> he notes that there are some awkward silences, which is perfect for their whole relationship. Yeah, that perfectly encapsulates their relationship. Um, yeah, it made it hard to break the ice. He said. Um, so. But I, honestly, it seems like he's doing just fine, though he's incredibly nervous. He he compares this to being as nervous as when he raced in the Indy 500, which, again, you've commented about this before. Like, you can tell he likes her because of how nervous he is. Like, he didn't get this nervous that we saw about anybody else's family. He has to step out and wipe his brow. He's like... He's having a sweat. He's. It's like that time that I yelled at you on the podcast. Right, for being so to, sweaty. And we had to stop. No, mm-hmm. not last week's episode. I did also say that in last week. Oh, well, there were, no, there was another. I mean, multiple times you've it gotten was, on my case for being so sweaty. Uh, well, it was when I got mad at you for making me cut that joke. Oh, right. And then, and then I was really sweating so it out. Yeah. That we had to stop. Whew, we got to take a break recording. here, folks. Oof. I just want to say... Je bent mui. Ah, is that your beautiful, you beautiful. In Dutch? Yeah. I just want to say, you're beautiful. <laughs> Je bent mui. Je bent mui. Um, yeah, he, yes, I feel like it's very clear that Lauren is the front runner at this point. I mean, I also thought he would keep Tia over Kendall. So yeah. What do I know? Over either of those other girls, but. Well, and Tia thinks that that makes the most Over sense. Becca? We'll get there. Yeah, I no, thought so. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. I think it's Becca and uh, Lauren at the end. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't see, I guess maybe this is Ari, but I just don't see a ton of chemistry between him and Becca. You know, I feel like they get along fine, but 
whatever. You know, I, I, I don't see it. But I don't know. I'm not Ari. I can't get inside of his beautiful, yeah. b- beautiful mm-hmm. head. It's closed off. <laughs> yeah. His er, <laughs> can't get <laughs> Can't get through that salt and pepper exterior. You are not beautiful enough. Okay. Um, yeah. Ari's... Okay, so Lauren B's dad is military. I guess we can just call her Lauren at this point. Yeah, she's the last Lauren standing. (laughs) You did it, Lauren. You did it. Ari tells a story about going over to Iraq with other drivers and, like, visiting some of the bases. Is that who you think the military wants over there? Right. Like, I'm serving my country. I've been working so hard. The desert is is rough. Oh, here comes Ari and his race car friends to (laughs) cheer me up. Oh, good. A bunch of hot gentlemen. (laughs) Right. Yeah, not the, like, cheerleading squad or, like, some rock star. But I guess, I mean, they've got to have a, a steady stream of celebrities. Yeah, maybe quote unquote coming in. There you go. Yeah. Um. All right. So after he tells that story, the dad is like, "Wow, that's amazing!" <clears throat> like, really, buddy? It does. It wins the dad over I mean, big time. I actually that surprises me because I would think that being military himself, the dad would be like. Oh, good job. Like, yeah. You get a gold star right. for spending a week in Iraq. Right, for coming over to race your car around. Yeah. yeah. But instead, he's... I mean, I, the dad was really generous. Mm-hmm. I thought he seemed really yeah. sweet. Yeah. Um, also, what are the odds that Ari never went on a tour of Iraq and made that up in desperation to win the father over? <laughs> Low. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went to Iraq. <laughs> um... All right, Ari tells Lauren's mom that he's falling in love with Lauren. She asks, what about these other people? And Ari says very insightfully, I feel like that's the difficult part about this. <laughs> yes, I, yep. do you feel that way? That's what makes it hard. <laughs> the hard part is I'm dating three other people. That's the challenge. Oh, but he says that he's gotten really good at compartmentalizing yeah, his relationship. Yeah, that's what you want to hear. Yep. So later it'll be really easy for him to have an affair. He'll just compartmentalize those things. Um, I don't know. They both say that they are like each other. Lauren mm-hmm. says that she's never felt this way about anybody else ever. Ever. I'm guessing that includes that fiance that treated her real bad. Oh, right. We might see more of him. Yeah, he'll be back. Well, and also because she's a robot who's programmed only to feel particular things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's... <laughs> I've never had these feelings before. Is this wet liquid? <laughs> I'm leaking. <laughs> I am leaking human juice. <laughs> All right, we're at the rose ceremony. Becca comes in first. Uh, Chris is like, hey, come on, welcome, come on in. And she goes, all righty. She just seemed very Minnesota oh, on this episode. Yeah. She's Marshall Erickson. <laughs> in a wig. Um, Ari says that he has a impossible decision to impossible. make. And Harrison's like, yep, it's going to be tough. Get on in there, big <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, it's going to be a rough one, pal. I Go for like it. I feel like Harrison used to give more, like, feedback yeah. and guidance. Yeah, well, and that is, they, they haven't talked that much or ha- that we've seen. Because they'll have, like, deep talks, you know, Harrison well, with some like of the Harrison other. Harrison likes him, like... That happened some in Juan Pablo's season, mm-hmm. but you got the impression that it was because Harrison, by the end, just couldn't stand that guy. Sure, right. And I don't feel like Harrison dislikes Ari. He I just seems kind of bored with him, right? Yeah, like, done with him. he's just busy with his other gigs. Sure, all his other gigs. I gotta go to Winter Games. Ari, we can't deal with this. Can't deal with you right now. Um, yeah, so uh, Tia arrives wearing a dress that has some sort of bizarre neck piece. It's a dress that had like a sheer overlay and then a collar necklace attached, but the overlay is designed to be sheer so that it just looks like it's uh, it's just there. I see. I had trouble understanding. That's it. what you wear in wiener when you want to be fancy. <laughs> I got this at Raven's Boutique. And you serve your pigs in a blanket, and if you want to be real fancy, you wrap it in a pancake instead of a biscuit. You know, what I'm thinking of isn't there a thing that's like pigs, special pigs in a blanket that's sausages wrapped in pancakes? Special pigs in a blanket. Yeah, sir. You <laughs> lost your mind. 
<laughs> no, isn't that a thing? Maybe is that how y'all eat them out in Seattle? Yeah, ooh la la, oh. they're organic. In the Pacific Northwest, all our pigs in blanket are sustainable meat. Ooh. <laughs> we raised this organically. Only grass-fed pancakes. Breakfast, brunch, pigs in a blanket. Yeah, so here we go. This person has done what I'm talking about. All right, well, why don't you do it? I would eat All right. that. That yeah. looks delicious. There you go. That's okay. not a pig in a blanket. It's a breakfast, brunch, pig in a blanket. Uh, yeah. I'll show you. I'll class this up. That's un-American. You know who eats <laughs> that type of pig in a blanket? Frenchies. Obama. <laughs> We're Obama back to and his... good old-fashioned American pigs in blankets. Thanks, Trump. Yeah, make America great again. <laughs> All Get right, out of here with your fancy pancake pig. <laughs> <laughs> Looks delicious. It's a little maple syrup on those bad boys. I'm gonna make them for you, and we're gonna post a picture on Twitter of you eating them <laughs> for our fans. You're gonna eat it. <laughs> eat it up. All right. Uh. I don't. Oh, you started talking about Raven's or Kendall Tia's Tia's dress. That's how we got onto that. Um, yeah, Tia's wearing an unattractive dress. Um, Tia. What else is new? Uh, oh snap! Oh. I'm sorry. I don't think Tia is as pretty as the other girls. Yeah, I don't think Tia is as pretty as she thinks she is. I don't either. Yeah. That's my that's my this burn. Is turning into a real burn. burn I know. <laughs> Let's get her on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put her on three way. <laughs> Tia, don't you think that Anna is mean? She made out with a hot dog. Ari has to take a break. He pulls Kendall off to talk one more time, and Tia just kind. Of, I mean, she does kind of turn into a bitch. She gets real judgmental and is like. This makes sense to me. The three of us. This makes sense. Right. Regarding Tia. Kendall and Lauren as the final three. Wait, no, that's... I'm sorry, Tia, yeah. Lauren, Lauren, and Becca, Becca yeah. as the final three. Yep. Yeah, good Lord. It's hard to keep them all straight. I know, even She's, when there's four of them. She says that Kendall makes the least sense when it comes to a relationship with Ari. I would agree with that statement. Yeah, she's, she's not, not wrong, wrong but... She's being a beast. That's not really her job yeah. to do that. Yeah, well, and they were just trying to figure out what was going on, which so was I. I didn't understand why he just pulled Kendall aside. Uh, so I guess what he was... because Kendall is the least ready, and he says, if you stay, someone else who goes, someone else goes who is very ready to get married. And But then she's like, yeah, I don't know what you need from me. And he's like, yeah. okay, awesome. Yeah, she doesn't really like... She doesn't give him reassurance. Yeah. I mean, she says, I'm really not ready to go home. I'm really not ready for this yeah. to end. But it's not like she's like, no, I'm ready for a proposal 100%. Mm-hmm. Right, she doesn't get down on one knee herself. Which right I kind of like about... I, I do like that about Kendall, that she, it would be very easy in that moment to just be like, yes, I can totally yeah. get there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Or like, let's do it. Let's get married. And, I mean, this is now two seasons in a row, at least, where you see two of the final, you know, at this point, three, could possibly be two, um, contestants really struggling with the ridiculousness of the show. Sure. Last season, Peter saying, like, I only want to propose once. Yeah. You know, I mean, good for them. Well, they're butting up against the constraint of, like, proposing after a week and a half. Why does it have to be a proposal? Right. Well, yeah, because, I mean, it's obviously it's this narrative culmination to the whole thing. But why can't it just be, like, all right, you're the one to to date for me, you know? I'm going to give you a promise ring. (laughs) We're going to go to a daddy-daughter dance. Jonas style. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but if it's that, then you don't get Neil Lane coming in with his $40,000 ring. Neil Lane rings. can design a promise ring. I guess that's true. I think that's what he's designed for Cage Jewelers. They have to give them back anyway if they don't get engaged sure. and none of the, or if they don't get married. And they never do. They're all at the Heartbreak Museum now. <laughs> all right. Becca, Lauren, and Kendall get roses. Tia gets sent home. Ask, what did I do wrong? We drove race cars. I gave you pigs in a blanket. <laughs> you know what she did wrong? They weren't the fancy She's pigs in a blanket. <laughs> Why no fruit pies? Tia, I wanted the fancy pigs in a blanket. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, what? He pulls Tia aside. He's as just they... like, 
bitch, you're not the one. Yeah. Like, sorry. <laughs> you're gone. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not Ari. <laughs> Um, let me ask you a question before this is, is done. Great. Shoot. Okay. So back to the engagement rings thing. Okay. So let's take, uh, Nick and Vanessa. So Nick gives Vanessa an engagement ring. Sure. No, that's a part of it. Okay. Um, so Nick gave Vanessa an engagement ring. Presumably it had to be returned to Neil Lane. Would you accept that engagement ring in a proposal with the knowledge that it was like on TV? So, like, saying, if I got that ring from Neil Lane... Are you going to Neil Lane and buying me a $50,000 ring? Well, first of all, I'm thinking there's got to be a pretty deep cut on the price. Rolling around like, yeah, this used engagement ring. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think a lot of engagement rings are are used, right? Well, but I feel like there's I mean, got to be at least a, a little lot, bit. But there's got to be a bunch that are kind of resold. Sure, sure. I don't know that much about it. I'm just saying, like, would that up the value for you or take it down for you? It's a non-issue. Okay. I'm just... Do I like the ring? Okay. Yeah, you you like the ring. Then, yeah, it's fine. Okay, all right. It's great. I just... Would would you like to be able to tell people, though, like, uh, this was Nick Vial's failed <laughs> engagement ring? Yeah, no, I think that I would like that. Yeah, I think... I mean, I think it would be fun. Like, hey, suck it, Vanessa. I got your <laughs> ring. <laughs> oh, all right, well... I teach special ed students in Canada. <laughs> Well, I'll look into it. How much Neil Lane? Uh, uh, I'm going to break you, into the Part Break Museum and steal that diamond so for you. The diamond, the rings that are given on The Bachelor and Bachelorette are pretty uh, obviously and infamously much nicer rings than the ones they do on Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, sure. So yeah. I bet you could snag. Um, like, I think Lace and Grant broke up. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, probably right. Maybe a little more in our price range. Mm-hmm. Probably still way out of our price range. But I'm going to tell Neil Lane, like, listen, nobody else is going to want this second From Grace? Yeah. Yeah, right, Neil. <laughs> nice try. Actually, you should throw this no, away. No, I, so I will say I think it would make a difference if I really disliked the couple. See, that's what I'm saying. There's juju. some, yeah, there's some... You know, the ring carries that history. Bad juju. Bad juju, yeah. That's the technical term that I was looking for. It's like the fifth C for the time. All right. So what? So this. Aren't there five? Are there? I thought, oh, I don't remember. There's five or 12. I don't remember. (laughs) Um, All right. So, folks, this is what we're forced to endure. What Bachelor is asking us to endure. Sunday, the women tell all. Monday, the Bachelor Tuesday, Bachelor Winter Games. Thursday, Bachelor Winter Games. They are expecting us to uh, consume four nights of Bachelor-related content next week. It is too much. You got greedy. You flew too close to the sun, Harrison. (laughs) You cocky bastard. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so again, but we want to knock out one podcast for the Women Tell All and Bachelor, or are we just not going to make any promises right now? Sunday night and Monday night? Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll probably watch them both and then podcast on Tuesday. Oh, and a podcast on the Lord's I'm Day. I'm not making any promises. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not making any Uncle promises. Gary would not like it if we podcast uh-uh. on a Sunday. What yeah. are you going to do if Becca says that she wants to <laughs> What if she church? wants to go to church, you fuck? <laughs> I'm going to carve a pentagram into my chest. <laughs> I guess we might as well put the exorcist thing in here. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.